Morning, everybody. Come on, seriously, morning. Man. Hey, uh, we're, we'll be here at about 5 o'clock today, so just to make yourself comfortable. We might bring snacks about 1.30, but not really. People are like, I'm going to go, not really. Um, but do me a favor, and I say this respectfully, and would you please hold your applause for a second. If you're over 60 years old, would you slip your hand up? Ladies, you can pretend if, you're, if you want to keep it. But if you're over 60, would you put your hand up? Oh, hang on a second. Um, do me a favor. If you could stand over 60s, would you stand? If, if not, just keep your hand up a second, please. Um, let, let, me, let me just give you a secret, guys. If, um, if you don't have grandfathers and grandpas in your life because they've gone on to be with Jesus like mine, uh, if you're in a church body, if you're watching online and you're in this church body, I, I, I freely give you these people. Keep your hand up. If you're over 60, keep your hand up. It's okay. Be proud. Um, <laughs> Do me a favor, look around the room. You don't have a grandma, a grandpa that's alive or loves Jesus. Do me a favor, would you grab one of these people and take them for a cup of coffee or a jamba juice? And then just do this. Just, just do this. Just do this. Simple question. Sit down with them for 30 or 40 minutes. Ask them a simple question and shut up and listen. Dave, how have you stayed the course? Barry, how have you stayed the course? Marsha, how have you stayed the course? Have you stayed the course? Have you stayed the course? Because it's one thing to make a noise. It's another thing to make at the end of life still in love with Jesus. It's going to be really emotional for me today, so just get over it. There's one of the greatest grandfathers of the faith in the room who the last thing he wanted to do was to come and be in church with you this morning before he goes to be with Jesus. Welcome, my wonderful, fantastic, my adopted grandfather. Henry's in the room! Church, seriously! Uh, today's message is you can blame Henry. If this, if this ticks you off, blame him. You'll see him when he gets to heaven because... One of the last things he asked Jar and the family to do before he is getting ready to go be home, and he knows that. I want to be in this place with you one more time. One more time. Of all the things someone could ask to do, ask to be in the house of the Lord with you worshiping. So welcome, everyone, all of you, all online, those in person. My name's Rob, and I get to share with you this morning. I'm a basket case because he's here. So someone can, shark can come and interpret through the tears if we go there. But first of all, thank you for the gift. Because every single one of us has 1,440 minutes a day that you invest somewhere. That's all you get. You don't get any less. You don't get any more. Every day you get credit to your account, 1,440 minutes. is dropped into your life account, and then you choose where you spend it. You choose where you invest it. You choose where you give it. You choose who gets to experience it. When you come to a place like this, as Jackie said, it's Mother's Day next weekend, and she said, don't not come to church, then be at home, right? I mean, you invest some of that time in a place like this, and so I want to say thank you, first of all, for that. We're walking through a series called One Another, and there are many different reasons why it's essential to understand how powerful that statement really is. We, we can find the, the whole power of the why one another. We always talk about you have to answer the why for everything you're doing, right? I answer the why, why I'm in love with Jesus because he's my Lord and Savior. I want to stay close to him. So I don't mind the cost associated with me defining my why. But the power of the why in one another is found in scriptures like this. And you discover the one another in this next scripture. Matthew six twelve says, forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. One another, why? Because someone's forgiven me. I should at least extend that grace to them in that sense. Or, or maybe you probably heard it put this way. Some people call it the golden rule. Just treat people, what? The way you want to be treated. I want people to treat me well, and yet so often I get challenged to not treat them as well. I want people to forgive me that quick, but yet I hold I make a list. I, I want people to give me a second chance, but I don't give 10th chances. I go, I'm done with you, Tom. I'm over. And we just kind of check out, as it were. And yet we want people to respond to us so differently to give us another chance. John 13 says this. 
emphasis by me, so don't panic all the theologians in the house. <clears throat> so I gave you a new commandment. So it wasn't an option or even a choice. It's dad calling us to himself. Love each other as much as I've loved you. Maybe said like this, treat others the way you want to be treated by Jesus and then share what you've experienced with other people. Henry is a prime example of that. He constantly shares what he's experienced with anybody he comes in contact with. No matter who you are, you can be really beautiful like me or ugly like you. He just loves you anyway. <laughs> you think that was funny? I was, I was being dead serious. Ask him. I am the cutest Irish boy in the world, correct? Yes, he said yes. Thank you. See? <laughs> so ultimately, you constantly, what you get, you give to others. And Henry does it constantly. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, as living out or modeling by practicing the power that's found in accepting one another, everyone will know you're my true followers. Not the programs, not the services. Don't even listen to what I have to say. Check it against the Bible. You should. I just have an opinion. I love Jesus, love his word. It's the coolest thing in the world. But don't ever listen to what anybody says up here. In any church, there's just a human being who bleeds. But check it against God's word. And God's word says that for us, today's application of one another is the idea of accepting one another. Why? Because we turn our lives over to Jesus. He gets to influence and impact our lives in radical ways. He'll let me take your breath away. It's not an outside thing. That's our culture, dress up the outside and hide the inside. No, Jesus does it on the reverse. He does an inside thing that bleeds out to the outside. Henry is a prime example. Jesus has transformed him on the inside, and he knows, and we'll get to it in a minute again, he knows he's accepted by Jesus. So every single person that walks through those doors, whether you want to be hugged or not, he just hugs you. People are like, oh, I remember he was sharing with me, this lady came one time, brand new to our church, maybe from a different background, and he just hugged her because he's like, I'm just going to hug her. And he hugged her, and she was like, ah. and she's been in service again, get back, and went to him after and said, Henry, that was different. <clears throat> you need a hug this morning? Because some of us do. Some of us just know, need to know in, in the hug that this man gives, there's absolute acceptance. He doesn't judge you. He doesn't check you out. He smells my aftershave and smells yours. He just hugs you. And in hugging you, there's a level of acceptance that comes. He doesn't keep you at arm's length. He just hugs you and includes you in his process. See, Jesus changes everything, everyone, everywhere. Jesus brings us to a place of changing everything, everyone, everywhere. Least of all, in this area of truly understanding what accepting one another might look like. So what does a true follower of Jesus look and act like? I think that's always a cool question. This is probably the Irish answer, but I think they look and act like Jesus. I think that's what he calls us to, not, not that we're this, but, but that we interact with people the way Jesus interacts with us. So, so it's not the programs, and though we do great things to serve everybody in the church, and our children, our men, our women, and youth, and young adults, and all the different things, worship, all that. There's a lot of great programs, and it is a nice facility because there's dead animals in the family room, and so people come in our church and say, how come you? I'm like, well, I'm not a tree hugger, and, and uh, we don't have no gun signs because there's dead animals right up there, and that's fine. So I love the building. Some people don't see people going like, why do you have dead animals on the wall? I'm like, what else would I have? I mean, it's a log cabin, for goodness sake, right? <clears throat> so it's not the facilities, though I love them. It's not the programs, so we do a great job of trying to serve you the best way we can. It's not the songs that you can enter into worship if you want to, or you can find a reason not to, right? I didn't like the song. I didn't like the tempo. The temperature was too cold. It was too warm. My chair's not comfortable, and my whole culture is full of... Anyway, and we just kind of get stuck in that place. So it might be the songs, and these people up here, they give their gift, and they bless you as best they can, and you choose to step in. Or not. And it's not the messages. I hope you get encouraged or challenged by people standing up here. But I hope it's not that. Or the great opportunities to get involved and serve and kind of be engaged in affecting people's lives. But more so than anything else, I hope it's the one another. I hope beyond all that stuff, it's simply that you get one another. That when you walk in here, you're accepted. In case you didn't know, we had an older lady this morning have a mishap in the family room and so the police and the fire everybody was called and they came and they looked after, looked after her. See, we didn't just throw her out and say, it's not our responsibility. Go somewhere else. We're like, hey, someone's here in our midst and we'll care for you the best way we can. We'll do the best that we can do to care for you. And so we do, that's a one anothering of one another. 
my deepest heart's desire would be that as we walk through this next season, that we would think, what does it look like for each of us to take a look at how this scripture might be applied in our own lives in Hebrews 10? It says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. What does it look like in this next season to bring all that you are to whatever table it is, whether it's a church table or a home table or family table, bring everything that you are to help stir the family, to help stir the people you're around, to help be engaged in helping people be encouraged to love and good works. One of those good works is, is maybe the practice of acceptance. And I think acceptance and forgiveness maybe go hand in hand sometimes. Well, it did for me. Um, I was 15 years old when I first understood the cost associated with deciding to follow Jesus. And early on, I understood quickly that there was an application required if I was going to turn my life over to Jesus. It wasn't just a bunch of knowledge up on my head that I know a bunch of Bible verses or a bunch of Bible stuff or a bunch of Bible this or Bible that. I had to sink 18 inches down to a muscle down here and I had to permeate my life at the deepest of level. It, it was more than just me saying some words. It was about me inviting Jesus to truly change me, not just in my head, but profoundly in my heart. I'm from Ireland, as most of you know. I'm in my culture, heading there on Wednesday, you know, so a lot of you have asked this morning, mom's not doing well. We're heading home on Wednesday to be with her. Um, but in case most of you don't know, I, I come from a Protestant background in Ireland. Um, and there's two sides in Ireland and don't mix yet. Jesus is on the way and he's going to change them. Hallelujah, praise God. And if you're watching, mommy, I love you. <clears throat> love you, old lady. Um, Roman Catholics and Protestants, they just don't mix. They, they don't accept one another at all. And they do everything to justify the separation. Sound familiar in our culture? Even our churches that have different Bibles or different songs or different ways of doing things. We find reasons to separate from one another. We find reasons to not accept rather than find the reasons why we should. That Jesus is the answer for the world today. That he's the one that gave his life to transform and change people. In, in fact, the other side in Northern Ireland, that's both the Catholic and the Protestant side, so we're clear. The other side says it's just a blight on the country of Northern Ireland, so why don't we eradicate them? In fact, they actually take joy in hurting, harming, and killing each other. Sadly, and this is true, and please hear my heart, I am Irish, and so I'm proud of my heritage. I'm also American, so I'm confused because I have two passports. Um, I'll get home next week, and they'll go, oh, there's the American boy, and I'm like, what? Well, that accent you have is not Irish. It's all gone. The dilly bob, oh, hello, hello. It's all gone. <laughs> um, but sadly, in some heights of, houses of worship, it's been known to be communicated from a place like this that we need to eradicate the other side for the sake of the faith. Both Catholic side and Protestant side. So what the powerful meaning of acceptance look like for this 15-year-old who had just invited Jesus to change his life? The lesson right out of the gate was that every person is valuable. I remember walking home that day, coming home from summer camp after giving my life to Jesus. He transformed me, and I walked in the house, and my mom was like, oh, what happened to you? I said, well, mom, I just gave my life to Jesus on Thursday night, and everything changed. And my dad was there that night. He said, what does that mean, son? I said, dad, I'm no longer going to take up the family baton. I'm no longer going to have the baton of hatred and anger and hurt passed to me. It changes with me. Like, what do you mean something changes with you? We're Protestant. That's what Protestants do. I said, Dad, so we're clear. I'm no longer a Protestant. I'm actually a believer, a disciple, a follower of the living God. And for 14 years, most of you know, my family didn't talk to me in lots of different ways. In family gatherings, they would turn their back on me when I walked in a room because I wasn't willing to continue the Let's be hateful and hatred towards people that Jesus really spoke into my heart. What does it look like, Rob, to accept people first and foremost? See, John 3, 16, which is my lifetime verse, says this. For here is the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift. And then it says these words. So now, 
everyone and anyone who believes in him will not perish, will experience everlasting life. Anyone and everyone, Protestants, Catholics, Irish, Latino, Mexican, American, just keep going down the list. All people can experience forgiveness and redemption from their sins. You see, if that's not modeling acceptance of people, I don't know what is. I don't know anything else that really plainly paints a picture of what true acceptance of human beings are. Not Protestants, not Catholic, but all people. Can I maybe say, and, and please forgive me for this statement, I, I said this in one of our series, and I really offended a lot of you, and I never meant to. I never meant to be disrespectful to my Irish culture, your American culture. But Grady can fix this because he's here this morning. Can I maybe say that our identity in this season as a believer maybe shouldn't be about being Protestant or maybe shouldn't be about Catholic? Can I be really callous and say maybe it shouldn't even be about American? Or, or Irish, and I'm both, by the way. But maybe our identity should first and foremost about being a son or a daughter of the living God first and foremost, and that where our expression takes place is in America. Where expression takes place next week will be in Ireland. Where expression takes in, in my family of heritage that happens to be green-blooded and speak with high-pitched accents, all that sort of stuff. But maybe it first and foremost should be in a place of identifying ourselves as a Christ follower, because when it comes to accepting one another, it can show up in a lot of different ways. The pastor Joe shared last week about greeting one another. I mean, when was the last time, and it's uncomfortable, when was the last time you walked across the aisle and found a stranger and just reached out a hand and said, hi, I'm Robert, nice to meet you. When was the last time you walked across your cul-de-sac and went to a neighbor and said, hey, have we had a chance to meet yet? I'm Robert, how are you? Or, or walked across your workspace at work and went, hey, I noticed you haven't had a chance. Hey, I'm Robert. How are you doing? How long have you worked here? When was the last time we chose to close the gap because we could and just walked across from and instigated a form of acceptance? So you can cross the aisle. You can cross room. You can cross the divide to help make connection and help close the gap. So I think core values have helped how far I've been challenged to go in my journey as a believer with the command to accept one another. Maybe it's said this way in Ephesians 4. I'm going to read Ephesians 4, 3 first. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Why? Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making alliance laws of your love. For no other reason than you've been loved, go love somebody else. For crossroads and for me, pastor here, certain values have flavored and influenced high I live my life in there, probably how you've experienced a flavor in Crossroads. Hopefully, your experience in these banners at the back is that you're unconditionally loved regardless, that you're accepted as a person simply because you're a person, that we walk in forgiveness because sometimes we say the wrong things and we wish we didn't, and that we allow people to follow for they ever have to believe, for they ever have to obey in Him. Love, accept, forgiveness, follow, believe, and obey are six pillars that have gotten my whole Christian walk. That Jesus constantly brought me back to a place of doing that. One of the things we believe is you can belong here before you ever have to believe. That's acceptance. That's allowing someone who doesn't, hasn't signed up for what we do to be here. A friend of mine shared a story. I won't go into details, but I was really sad to hear what was said that a certain member of his family went to a church because of where they're at in their life. And they walked through the door and their first judgment because of what they looked like was basically was kind of encouraged to leave. That'll never happen over my dead body. Not in this place. Not in this place. Because if I walked into Jesus' company, I know he would accept me, so why don't we accept one another? So as we think about the one in our series, it's simply talking about the Jesus-like values that he lived his whole life by, and then he asks us to adopt them as a foundation for our journey as a believer. I referenced early, but would you please help me? Please read this with me in a second. Romans 15, 7, and start after three, would you? Let's start with there for already. One, two, three. Christ, 
kind of game, please. Therefore. Who's the person you have to apply that with right now in your life? As you said that, who's the person that you said, therefore accept, accept that person, each other, just as Christ has accepted you. If Jesus has accepted you, we have no and then but to be responsible to respond to him the same way. I think one of the most potent applications of agape unconditional love means accepting people the way they are as a first step for Jesus' sake because he did check his disciples' beginning record out. Some were sons of thunder, some were doubters, some were really quiet and stayed out of the way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yet he invited them into a journey of acceptance and the process of journeying, they became more and more like him. In 1952, Mother Teresa began picking up the dying in the streets of Calcutta, India. By 1980, she and other 3,000 members of her order, the Missionaries of Charity, were working in 52 different countries. Her teaching and life gave, gave us profound insight into what it means to follow Jesus as an emotionally and spiritual adult in our world today. She wrote, I never look at the masses as my responsibility. I look only at the individual. I can love and accept only one person at a time, so I do. I can feed only one person at a time, just one, just one, just one. You get closer to Christ by coming closer to each other, and acceptance is a bridge that helps us get closer. As Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of my brethren, you do to me. So you begin, I began. I picked up one person. The whole work is only one drop in the ocean. But if we don't put the drop in, the ocean will be one drop less. Same for you, same for me, same in our family, same in our church. Just begin one, one, one. At the end of our lives, we will not be judged by how many diplomas we have received, how much knowledge we've acquired, or how much money we've made, or how many great things we have done will be judged by, I was hungry, you gave me meat to eat. I was naked and you clothed me. I was homeless and you took me in. I was a person that needed acceptance and you accepted me. In the midst of acceptance, Jesus speaks truth to us so we can really live. Please, please hear my heart. Every time we talk about this subject in the church, a lot of times the question comes back is this, well then, do you expect me to approve of the person? Acceptance is not approval of someone's bad behavior. It's simply valuing them as a human being. Acceptance is not me approving of anybody's bad behavior. Acceptance is me simply seeing a person literally with total value as a human being first and foremost. There are a lot of people in and around my life who totally disagree with some of my views on, for example, marriage and other stuff, and some of them are watching this morning. Morning, guys. Um, they don't agree with me at all. We have great conversations about marriage and all that it stands for and stuff, but they know this, and you know this. I accept you 150% because Jesus loves you, and you're made in his image. That allows us to build a bridge first and foremost of what acceptance allows for and starts us down. In my opinion, our acceptance of a person is first based in that they are made in dad's image, period. Jesus hung around with curious, inquisitive, hurting, angry, lost, confused, sick, accusatory, and sinners alike. He didn't isolate himself in the synagogues or in a house. In fact, Jesus mixed with sinners so much that self-righteous people got upset about it. He's friendly with some questionable people, they said. And Jesus replied, yep, you're right. Because I didn't come to minister to you religious nutcases or leaders. That's the Irish version. I came to call sinners to repentance, to offer the free gift of salvation to all who wanted freedom from their sins. His loving kindness, I think, is, is a form or an ingredient or an expression of acceptance. It helps lead us to a place of inviting Jesus to change our lives. Romans 2, 4b says this, do you realize that all the wealth of his extravagant kindness is meant to melt your heart and lead you into repentance? Isn't that fantastic? Jesus spent time with dirty, filthy, stinking, bent sinners. When those kind of people find someone or some place that loves them unconditionally and acceptance, 
you and I won't be able to keep them away from our lives or from this place. When people can just come and just be who they are, they can just be in the moment they find themselves. They'll never stay away from places like this. So often the accidental message, you have to clean yourself up for what's happening. Maybe a question could be or should be is, how have you experienced Christ's acceptance? And how did it or how is it impacting your life? I asked some friends, and here's their answers. If I call your name and you hear this morning, would you please stand while I read this poem for them, and please? When I was seeking him, full of doubt and perceived notions of what it meant to be a Christian, God met me where I was at and said, come, come as you are. For me, that made all the difference in the world. Thank you, Tom. Bill Davis. God has shown me how he is the anchor and foundation of my life. He consistently asked me to look to him to answer questions about direction for my life. Before actively listening to him, I find myself never knowing what direction to go or being confused by the outcomes. He also sits with me when I've messed up and just tells me everything's going to be okay. It's all part of the plan. He encourages me to recognize the small things also. He shows me the good in everything, even in the most difficult situations. How else might acceptance play out? Always pray to have eyes that see the best in people. PPI, one of our core values. A heart that strives to forgive the worst rather than making a list and thinking the worst. A mind that forgets the bad and a soul that never loses faith in God. See, if we truly, truly believe that we are changed by Jesus through his death and resurrection, then how could we not live our lives with open hearts and open homes, but acceptance of people. How could we, if we really know that God has really changed our heart and transformed us from the inside, how could we not live our life from a place of open hearts and open homes? I have a friend here today who's getting ready to go be with Jesus. My friend, and surrogate grandfather Henry. This is who he is. Because he knows he's absolutely accepted by Jesus. So we spent all of the time that I have the privilege of knowing him, showing acceptance to everyone who walks through those doors. If you haven't had a Henry hug, you might get one today, but if not, make a reservation when we get to heaven because he'll be at the door waiting for everybody. One of the latest things that Henry, last things that Henry wanted to do was to attend church with us today. One more time before he heads off to take up his honored position as the head greeter in the hallways of heaven. See, I think Henry would tell you and tell all of us, please, for God's sake, let acceptance be a part of your life. Please, for God's sake, find a way to absorb and bring on board the power and the ability to be as accepting to other people as God's been to you guys, been to me and you. Maybe ask yourself an important question as you enjoy this video here in a second. How important is accepting acceptance to Jesus? And how far did he go? And how far are you and I willing to go to help let it start with us and happen in us? I'm going to ask you to take your communion cup. Uh, I'm going to have communion with Henry here in a second. I'm just going to ask you to hold yours. Don't open it. I'm going to ask you to watch the video with this in your hand and ask a simple question. Was he willing to pay this price? And while you're watching the video, I'm going to go have communion with Henry. He may do it twice this morning with his family right afterwards, but I'm going to have communion with him while you watch this video. So thank you guys so much.
When troubles come and my heart burdened be, then I am still and wait here in the silence until you come and sit a while with me. You raise me. Would you stand with me, please? Um, it's just, um, just a cracker and some juice, if you want it to be. Or it's a moment of pause to go, Jesus, I... I need to walk and understand what it means to be accepted by you. And maybe there's somebody in your life I need to extend acceptance to. Maybe some people call it an olive branch. And not to fix it. I don't, I don't mean that. My, my Uncle Billy, and I'll fly home next week, and this is not private, so I could say this. My Uncle Billy and I have never been able to reconcile. I've offered an olive branch for years. I've never been able to reconcile because he's just so mad because he never got to come and make things right with my dad. My mom asked him for a year before he passed away. Let her, hey, Billy, please come. And 
I'll, Rob and I will leave. Come and fix things with Hugh. And Hugh, please, please, that's my dad's name. Please, a whole 12 months, she begged him. He wouldn't come. My dad died. And from that to now, he's been in this place of anger. And I've tried to extend an olive branch. Because he's familiar. Tick-lack, Gaelic, the family. Because of the inability to close the gap, there's not that place. I'm going to ask you to take communion. I've asked the worship team to close with my friend's favorite song, Amazing Grace. Because Amazing Grace is the statement of acceptance that Jesus gives to you and I. And as they're taking us through the song, I'm going to ask you, as you feel led, go ahead and receive communion for yourself. But ask the question. Lord, who do I have to extend acceptance to, forgiveness to, to start the process of healing? Because here's something I'd like you to remember for today. We have as our statement is this, is acceptance means letting people back into your heart, maybe back into your home. Acceptance is starting somewhere because we've been accepted. So as the worship team leads us in amazing grace and you feel comfortable, just go ahead and receive communion as part of the worship song or you can join in and enjoy the worship song. Thank you guys when you're ready. Amazing grace How sweet the sound The
to let you see if you want to have a seat for a second would you let me take your time guys maybe um, maybe one of the ways to see is to maybe clean the filter do you struggle with uh, feeling accepted because then it's hard to accept other people right if you don't accept yourself then how can we do that but here's the thing, Jesus accepts you just as you are, period. Just ask him. Ask him to forgive you, to come and transform your life. Let me cleanse and wash away your sin. Henry said, just say yes, right? Just say yes to Jesus. Maybe you struggle with accepting other people. Maybe that's your thing that, that you're trying, and yet there's just this ball and chain that holds you back because you, you hold back acceptance. Maybe because of fear of being hurt. I get it. Maybe being fear of being rejected, I, I get it. I, I get it. I mean, that's all of the stuff we have to face. But what's the other option? If we hold on to a ball and chain, then you stay there. I mean, that's like, I'm, and you're stuck. Jesus says, cut the chain and step into a place of being accepted yourself or, or taking a chance of accepting somebody else. If you struggle to accept other people, I'd ask you to let Jesus come to a place of refreshing. Is there, is there someone that you know Dad is asking you to give another chance to? Maybe it's yourself. I'll ask you just to close your eyes a second just by your head. If you know this morning that's you, are struggling with accepting yourself or you're struggling with accepting somebody else and you know God is speaking to you this morning. I want you to do a simple thing where you're sitting around line, let us know is, would you slip your hand up so I can pray for anybody else? Thank you, anybody else, anybody else. Please, don't, don't be free for God's sake, find freedom. Don't do stupid religion. Don't, don't play stupid church and just go to church and go with the weight. I, I come here because I, I, I love to experience his freedom. My friend is getting ready to go to heaven. And he said to you, just say yes. So my prayer teams, would you come forward? And my men that I asked this morning, would you find some space over here, guys? Some space over here. Adam and Christy, Joe and Mandy. Dave and Anna, would you come, please? I'm going to ask these guys to, to just gently play in the background. I'm going to ask you to do this. I, I've, I've personally, this, this young man has taught me, I'll be careful what I say because we're in church. Um, he's taught me not to give a rip of what people think about you in reference to your relationship with Jesus. Flush their opinion because the one person that helps us find freedom is Jesus. I'm going to ask us all to stand with me a second. They're just going to gently play this song in the background. If that's you and you slip your hand up, would you do me a huge gutsy favor? Would you step out of the aisle and go step up to one of these people and let them just lay hands on you? And whatever it is that God needs to do in your circumstance and situation, just, hey, Dave and Anna, I know God is speaking to me this morning. Would you, would you, if God says we're two or more agree. According to his will and purpose, it'll be done. That's all these people are. They're, they're a third party to the request of Jesus doing something. And so as they're gently leading us through the song, if you raise your hands, I want to take the neck. I want to find freedom. And I don't give a rip what people think around me. I only care what you think. And in your presence, there's fullness of joy. Would you come and let these people pray for you while we're singing Amazing Grace one more time? Thank you so much, Jason. Lauren and Miss Sidney.
bless you guys. Thank you. Go ahead. When you're ready, guys, please let people speak over you, pray over you, support you, and agree you in that statement. It takes a lot of guts, but in that stepping out, there's freedom. Go, Jesus, I want to be free. I want to I want to be accepted. I want to find acceptance in other people. Lord, come meet me in that. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, guys. still learning about Jesus because he's the coolest cat in the world. Have a seat if you'd like. Um, um, I remember when it all changed. It was that moment that I realized I no longer wanted to hate other people. I wanted to practice. I wanted to practice what finding a way to accept people was. And, and, and my flavor in our church and Crossroads has been that my whole life. I just encourage you today, if you slipped your hand up and God really spoke to you, please, 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 We'll dismiss in a minute and these people will stay in place. If you'd love someone to pray with you about any specific, specifically this area, and I'm not a theologian, but I love theology, but, but Christianity was never designed for you to carry a weight and a burden. It was never designed to, to do something on Sunday and then something different on Monday. It was actually designed to really walk in, in freedom. I, I remember when my family members came back years later and said, how did you do it? Like for 14 years, you'd walk in a room and everybody would turn their back on you simply because you no longer wanted to kill Catholics. That you were walking at this Jesus thing. And I remember saying, that was easy. <laughs> like, what? I said, that was easy. I just kept reminding myself what Jesus did for me and how, how misunderstood and how confused the people were in his day. Think about it. The Sunday before Easter, they said, Hosanna, and they worshiped him. And a handful of days later, because it didn't go their way, the same, some of the same group of people went from Hosanna to crucify. And yet in all of it, Jesus stayed in the place of going, hey, Joe, I love you unconditionally. You're welcome in my presence, he says to us. So thank you for allowing us to encourage you. Hopefully you're encouraged. If you have any questions or comments you want to talk about, please text me, email me, Twitter me, whatever media you use. I don't use Twitter because I'm too old. But um, whatever way, we're here to serve you. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Thank you for allowing us to be familiar. And familiar make mistakes and they mess up. But acceptance is the bridge that allows us to fix things. Because no, no one is vindictive. Nobody is vindictive. We just fall forward and make mistakes accidentally and we're in this together. And so I love you, appreciate you. Please enjoy the first day of 
spring. Maybe. Um, I'll be heading off home to Ireland on Wednesday to go see my mama. And so I'll see you when I get back. I'll probably have an accent. You'll have to have an interpreter. But I love you guys so much. But hey, do me a friend as we leave this morning, not to force people, but as you leave it and you see something you might not know, please do me a favor. Walk across the aisle, walk across the room. Stretch your hand out and just introduce yourself and love on people so when people can come in here, they can be familiar, they can be family. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great day. God bless for now. Take care.